Twofer was like a bad word this year. Anyway, everything's a bad word now. Nice and uh, nice and tidy today. Welcome to the program. My name is Dean, and uh, joining me as always to start the auspicious program, please welcome from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, my second favorite major city in Alberta. Please welcome Lock and Cross, 957 <laughs> Cruise FM. Oh, and I know why the other one's your favorite. Because I used to live there, Calgary. Went to University of Calgary there. Calgary's a way better city than Edmonton, 100% in every There's way. another reason. No, there's no other reason. Yeah, there's another reason. Okay, whatever. My point is this. You don't want to. You don't want me to share it either, do you? No. Well, yeah, no you point. like that city. No, I, I do like the city a lot. You like that city. Uh, can I ask you what you look at when... Does uh, it you... give you a tingle in your jockeys? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. It's just a city. It's just geography. It's like looking at a map. Speaking of which, let me can I can I share a story with you to start this program today? Yeah. There are moments in my life when I realize I am very old. 51. Just turned 51 this month. Am I a young 51? Yeah. Can I still get going? Yeah, big time. No big deal. Do I still wake up like I'm 18? 100 percent So there are ways that I'm not 18, but there are reminders of it in conversations that I have. I don't know if you're the same with you with me, but with your kids. I'm in the car today driving my now 20-year-old son. Beautiful young boy. Is this the one that drives you crazy? They nope. all drive you a bit crazy. Every kid drives you crazy, right? I love them yeah. all the same. They're my best my friends. Oldest, yeah, my, yeah, you're <laughs> my oldest drives me a little crazier than the younger. You always have a favorite kid. <laughs> you do. Like, People won't admit it, but I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, you only yeah. have two, so it's like hard to hide your bias when you have two kids. When you have three, you can hide your bias in and amongst a couple of other kids, right? It's it's the game you play. So my middle guy, one of the greatest people on the planet, they all are. I love him dearly. He looks at me in the car. He goes, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. How long have we had maps in cars for? And I go, probably wow. the last 15 years. So he goes, so let me ask you another question. How the fuck... <laughs> Did you guys get to where you were going? <laughs> My kid literally asked me that GPS kid. He's like, how did you know where you were going? Like, how did you know how to get there? How did you know where to start and finish? Like, how, how do you know what roads to He's take? He's never seen a paper map. So I inform him of these maps. Do you remember these things? They're called Purleys. Remember hmm. Purleys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, dude, every convenience store that you see that sells chocolate bar and five-hour energy drinks, they used to sell these things called maps paper they maps do they and he goes do. and he goes what like what's on the screen used to be in a book i go you got it he goes how do they get all that in a book and i go well son there were multiple pages and like you'd have a toronto pearlies map you have an ontario pearlies map southern ontario you'd have an alberta calgary like different cities mm -hmm. and stuff like that and he's the like yellow ones. yeah he goes that's crazy he says that's crazy he goes I have another question. And I go, oh, no, here we go. Because I'm fine. I'm old now. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He's like, how did you know what businesses to contact to get things? And I go, oh, you interesting. I said to him, we had these books this thick. They were called yellow pages. And he's yeah, like, kids didn't know what a yellow page. Is. Right. Yeah. He goes, what are yellow pages? We so I explain yellow pages. I said, listen, where I came from, when you had a phone on a wall and a 40 foot cord, you had only one way of figuring out where people were, how to make appointments. And you got two books to do that. You got a phone book with human beings, like residential phone numbers. It was a white book. It was this yeah. big or this big, depending on where you're from. It's weird. And it's just common sense for us, right? Book, and it just came to your house. He goes, they would send them to you? And I'm like, yeah, dude. Every year, you'd get a new one. They'd update it. People would move into town, business, go out of business. And then you just put your number in the in the Yellow Pages book. And then he's like, well, what if you started a business after the, the Yellow Pages subscription came out? I'm like, you're fucked. You're going to have to stand there. You're going like to wait until next uh, year. Black card. He's like, Only once a year, yeah. He goes, so how do people get messages back then? I go, mail. He goes, like, like the mailbox? I go, yeah, dude. That's how people used to talk to each other. It was this conversation where my son had no concept prior to yeah. 2012, where he's like, wait a second. That's that's what we used to do. That's how people used to phone businesses. Yellow pages. Explain these things to me. 
And it was so simple to him. He And then he said to me, my God, sounds like it was a lot of work being you. It was. Right? It was. Life was a lot harder. We we were talking to the girls a couple weeks ago when they were home. And, and uh, the wife told the girls that we used to write letters to each other. Because when we were moving around for radio, we quite often would end up in a market in a city. And I'd be there for three months. I think the longest was six months awesome. away from the family. Yeah. Those are pretty decent. And the, six and months. the Be honest. daughters were blown away. Dad wrote letters. Oh my oh, yeah. God. Yeah. You sat down with a pen and a piece of paper. Yeah. And back then you had pen pals, international pen pals. Remember that? You go to school, you're like, who wants a pen pal from Nigeria? I'm like, all right. And I got like Oki Magoki from Nigeria when I was like in the fourth grade. I'm writing letters back then. Did you do the pen Wait. pal thing? Oh, yeah. I just, yeah, did, I just wrote pal. letters to guys in prison. <laughs> I bet you the responses were awesome. <laughs> This is all great, kid. What are you wearing? Ah. <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> yeah, real quick. Anyway, uh, yeah, fascinating morning for me. It was like I, I felt like I was a thousand years old. And I, and listen, it comes for me in different ways. Like you get up in the morning, and you're like, okay, it's taking me a little longer to get to the bathroom because my feet have to get used to the ground, that kind of stuff. But those conversations are like a punch in the taint where you're like, oh, my you got to tell them about party so lines. Old. When you're done oh, yeah. tonight over dinner. 900 phone numbers? Yeah, where yeah. your mom shows up in a week and she's like, is there a reason our phone bill's 240 bucks? <laughs> and you're like, uh, it's just on a party line. You ever call the party line? You ever do that? Or were you yeah. too scared? You did. I did, yeah. We yeah, also had, had we'd also TV pick up our phone. And... Late at night and they'd be like, there's hot girls waiting to talk to you. There were yeah. no hot girls. You'd pick it up. It was just some guy going, like from all over the world going, Hello? Hello, boobies. Hello, hello. And you'd be on the phone going for like an hour, just listening to these people waiting for a hot girl to come on the phone. And people didn't you have, did you have going, a, no, I'm not talking hello, about that. I'm talking hello, about party lines. Boobies? Did you not have a party line? No, like like a bunch of people on one phone line where yeah, you, like, like our neighborhood rings. Yeah, yeah. Our yeah. neighborhood in Yak, when we first moved there, we shared a phone line. So the Beavertons, if Colin, old man Colin was on the phone. Yeah. You you picked up to make a call and you'd hear people talking. You'd have to wait till they got off the line uh -huh. to make a call. They were called party lines back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we didn't have one of those, but we had we knew people that did. Like if you lived on a farm, yeah. whoever was on that main yeah, road. That's why I brought it up because you lived yeah. in Saskatchewan for a couple Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, we turn the page. We get better. Uh, and we're going to talk about a couple of things today about turning the page. One of the things that I was, I was fascinated by today is, you know how the Internet's the Wild West? You can do anything you want. Everybody's putting all kinds of pornography anywhere they want. Hate speech is at an all-time high. No rules. Wild West, really. Uh, Canada there's some good things on the Internet. Yeah, there's some decent things like wood memes. Those are awesome. You can figure out how to take out a splinter in less than thirty seconds with a YouTube video. We're gonna watch. On. We're gonna watch a video at the end of this that is beautiful. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah the internet gives us like it tears down walls, right? Yeah. But yeah. but you know, as luck would have it, when someone invented the internet, they didn't go. Hmm. Only good people are gonna use this thing, right? Correct. All the bad people weaponized all the internet shit for their own purposes. That's why we got HN. That's why crypto exists. That's why people lost trillions of dollars last year. Online scams are at an all-time high. So <clears throat> the government of Canada finally introduced its online harms bill or announced it as of yesterday. We're kind of leafing through parts of it today. So do you remember like a while ago, Bill C-10, Bill C-36, all these other stupid bills that they put together to say, hey, we're going to put some rules around the Internet here. And everybody's like, you can't put rules on the Internet. Well, they're going to here in Canada. Kind of a fascinating story, actually, if you ask this me. This is I, the, the one that's directly related to the porn as well. Yeah. Uh, like and uh, children. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there so are you're going to have to lobbying against this. Show yeah. your age to to and no. Not physically show your age with a credit card no <laughs> or no, your driver's what, license <laughs> no that's what pp wanted the uh conservative dickhead he was like yeah yeah dad so that's Trudeau not a liberal is, thing either no 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 it's okay. not a liberal thing all right no it's not so they've come up and and actually geist michael geist who we're gonna have on the show this week to kind of break it down he's an internet and privacy expert at uh in ottawa the university of ottawa very very he wasn't happy guy. with that bill c18 no, but this is a revised version an of it, and, and I got to tell you, he's pretty happy with this one. 
Um, Michael, okay, well then yeah. I will keep an open mind because yeah, I should. I I actually kind of I'm from the camp that the governments are governments. I want them. I want to keep them out of my house. Stay out of my house. Yeah, you should um, fix the well, roads. Stay out of my house. Stay they're gonna stay out. out of your house. And what they're I will do take is care of my in, kids. It's my responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. I will I will play a part. We did. We were very cautious about the internet when the girls were young. One of the things we did was um you didn't have uh, I mean they didn't get phones till they were like 12 or 13. Like they were older when they got phones. Some of their friends were running around with phones when they were 8, 9, 10 years of age. So my girls are in their 20s and um w- uh, born in 97 and 99. And so when the you know social media started to take over we kept them away from it and then the other thing we did was there was no electronics in the bedroom so we had a desktop computer and we would that was in the main living area we always made sure that it was in the main living area right it wasn't until i think my oldest was in grade 11 that she got a laptop she wanted a MacBook and she was interested in going to film school. So we got her a MacBook so she could play with that. That was the first time. So I think I, I've always sort of been that guy where like, listen, kids are going to find it, but the parents are the ones that are responsible. If you don't want to see them porn, you put restrictions on the TV. Like if you want it, I mean, yeah, there's it, safety not- gauges on your internet provider, your ISP yeah. you have parental controls on it. Parents are too lazy generally to do it. Or, um, or, or they don't know how, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they might, the other thing. You they have also the want power to be able to navigate it, which generally speaking, stupid people do not. So stupid people's kids get a free ride into the world of the Internet, blah, 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 blah. And to your point, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, parental control is the only way to do this. But to, the, to your point again, Trudeau's idea or this current government, the liberal government of Canada's idea is not to penalize families. Not to force it on you. They're telling you you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do in your house. They're gonna penalize people that are putting that shit online. And I like it. Let's kind of go through some of it if we can. Uh this is uh from Professor Michael Geist, Dr. Michael Geist, Bill C sixty three is the name of the bill, a departure from the twenty twenty one consultation that you and I hated. Everybody else did. Provisions are consistent with expectations on his podcast. Narrowly tailored harms, no site blocking, limited takedowns, focusing on protecting children. This okay, is the I'm big okay one because everybody's going to use, you know, political institutions and right fighters are going to use kids as the nexus for this. And they are. But let's not politicize it too much. Let's just talk about what they're doing. Uh, targeting hate, and making online spaces safer. First, Online Harms Act covers seven categories. So these are the seven categories that are included in the Online Harms Act. Sexually victimizing children bullying, inducing a child to harm themselves, extremism or terrorism, inciting violence, fomenting hatred, pretty broad, intimate content without consent, that's revenge porn, including deep fake. So even if it's fake, even if you put someone's face on a fake thing, you're you're toast. You're going to be in trouble. It's crazy. Uh, he says in that, that that's even part of the conversation that we have what, to like actually. Deep fake, isn't yeah. that crazy? Deep fake porn? Yeah. Well, I've seen some stuff. This is the Taylor Swift addendum, dude. Remember it was happened like Taylor Swift a couple weeks ago. If you saw the videos of Toronto, dude, they got busted for creating a bunch of really. And and you know what? She's a gangster. Like, yeah, yeah. She's a legit. She She doesn't. She doesn't quit. Like that guy's got doxxed. That kid got doxxed and he's running for his life now. He's taking everything down. Yeah. Anyway, he's in trouble. But this is the answer to that, because that was a very global response. Right. And it's a problem. Um, so need to see the language, uh, second platform duties, responsibilities of the platform, the people who put things on the internet, crier media would be a platform, uh, duty to act responsibly duty to make certain content inaccessible and duty to protect children, duty to act responsibly designed to reduce exposure to harmful content with tools, digital safety plans, sharing data with researchers. So this whole data thing is a big deal. It's going to be a, a privacy issue, but I like it so far. Duty to make certain content inaccessible, takedowns limited to content. Here? What? Is there a but? No. I like it, but? No, I like it. Okay. Uh, right. Duty to make I'm certain content. I'm just waiting content. for the overreach. Well, I'm me, waiting me, for where it's... I'll get okay. there in a second. I'll get there in a second. Let me get through it. 
Uh, duty to make certain content inaccessible, takedowns limited to content sexually victimizing a child or intimate content communicated without All consent. Good. So what they're doing there is saying anybody that does child porn, you're done. Anytime you put out inaccessible time or non-consensual that. pornography, you're done. Content gets flagged and reported, must be taken down within 24 hours. Government says there will be oversight and review. Okay. Duty to protect children. This is that portion. Features things like parental controls, content warning labels, rules for targeted ads. So you will not be able to target ads. It's going to affect TikTok in a big way, Pornhub in a big way, different settings for data collection, etc. Guy says, quote, I see no reference to age verification requirements, which is okay. a really good deal, right? Because the age verification requirements mean they want to verify everybody's age in the house that has that Internet. And that's unfair to everybody in the house. So if the parent's not there, they've done away with that. And they're putting the onus on the people who are actually putting shit online. Let me get to the last part of this and then we'll discuss. It. I don't I don't hate that. I don't hate it either. Bill, Bill C-63 covers social media as well. I like this user uploaded adult content and live streaming service. Whether a service qualifies under the law requires meeting a threshold of Canadian users, which is apparently only coming later with rec regulations. Now that is a gray area. Okay. That's a gray area. However, why are they leaving that door open? Is it because of all the, I, I think because it, it covers adult content. And live okay. streaming service, whether a service qualifies as a streaming service. So if so, you're if you're subscribing to an OnlyFans or something, and you know, yeah, correct, correct. So like they'd yeah. have to look at, at at OnlyFans as a streaming service. They have to look at are you putting OnlyFans content on on Twitter? Is that allowed? I mean, this is exploratory. At it's this not going to shut down milfs cooking bacon on me, is it? No, I don't think so. And I okay. would subscribe to that channel too. Governance right. includes a digital. So this is what they're good. This is, these are the organizations that are going to govern the online harms bill. They're coming up with a new commission. So more bureaucracy. You might like it. You might not necessary in my opinion. Uh, governance includes a digital safety commission. Well, I don't want the CRTC. Commission. No, they're not allowed. They got okay, taken out of it. Okay, good. A uh, person, five-person commission that enforces the rules, digital safety ombudsperson. <laughs> they got woke with that one. I like it. Uh, supporters, users, and complaints, digital safety office. Uh, there are more details. Finally, the bill includes criminal code. This is where it gets interesting. You can go to jail for a long time if you do something stupid on the internet in Canada. I'm okay with that. Uh, finally, with the, the child bill, pornography thing. Well, that's what they cover. Uh, bill includes criminal code, human rights act amendments that focus on online hate. This is where it gets greasy, but I don't hate it. Tougher penalties and new complaint mechanisms. So more people are going to be able to complain. Okay, so There's also an expansion of the child pornography reporting to include social media platforms. Awesome. Obviously, this thread, Michael said, is based on the government's materials on the bill, not the text of the bill itself, which hasn't been posted yet. Should be posted sometime this afternoon. What are we, Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday afternoon. It'll be out Wednesday. Everybody will come through it. But assuming it's an act, and this is from Michael Geist, who's been nothing but critical of this government. He's been, I think, I think a big part of the changes we're seeing are because of are. his analysis of this. They and are. I don't know if he would be willing to admit that, but I do no, know that humble. he has been a wildly um, aggressive advocate for, you know, the lack of government's involvement in these uh, harm bills, right? Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, so he said the threat is based on the government's material on the bill, not the text of the bill itself, assuming it'll be accurate and fair representation. Bill C-63, this online harms bill, suck on this, haters. This guy hated everything liberal government did when it came to online anything. And no, this is the first I, time I don't, you said I don't agree with that. I, I think Michael Geist, I, from what I remember from our past it. conversations, let me get through he, it. He didn't hate everything they did. Most of it. Okay. Bill C-63 right. is much better than the original 2021 consultation plans, Lachlan. He likes this police policing of the Internet bill. There you go. Well, the one thing that I, I always worry about with these things because I don't trust government is if they leave the door open and it looked like it from my, from my very limited exposure to this, it looked like they were leaving the door open to some, what's the word I'm looking for interpretation of 
not this stuff. This is the stuff they should be focusing on. I'm I'm talking about organizations like you, Dean, Cryer Media. And and it, it just seemed like they were opening the door for them to go, I, I don't like what Dean does. Yeah, that's Dean. exactly it. That was exactly so we're gonna- it. It was so subjective that the big issue that, that Geist had, the big issue that everybody had that operates in this space at all was like, hold it. 24-hour takedowns for complaints because that was in the original bill, yeah, right? That, that's what I was, yeah. So if someone complains, you just take it down? And that already no happens. Oversight? That yeah. already happens to you and to content providers. Yeah. If yeah. you if you upset one side or the other, then you've got people watching you. I What side have you upset, Dean? Pick one. Yesterday so with the David watch- Parker interview, I made everybody on the left angry. And everybody on the right angry. It was a full-on hate fest. It was an Full orgy day. of anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still don't care. So, so I got what I wanted out of it. What ends up happening is they will write a note, right, to YouTube. And then YouTube goes, well, okay, we'll shut them down. And then yeah. you have no choice in the matter because there was a complaint. And they know, and the guys that do this are good at picking and wording things yeah, where that these social media companies have to act on them right away. Mm-hmm. So if they go and they say Dean's on his podcast and he's he's telling lies about me, and then he said this, and you might not have even have said that, then they shut you down, and then you got to go and you got to fight this battle to get your page back up and running again. And I was like, the last thing we need right now is the government stepping in. And deciding what should and shouldn't be pulled down, but mm-hmm. so this is interesting. I, 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 I will give the government this coalition. They're they're a beautiful coalition. I will give them credit for at least listening to the people that were very critical of their yep. first attempts at this. I still, I'm still concerned about them jumping into, um, because I don't trust them. I, I think they might have just leaked. The, the, the information, good parts, the good, good parts. parts. Well, here's the thing. There, there are some bad parts. Stuff there are bad hiding parts. behind the door. Like, Let me explain. There's some closet stuff here. Let me explain that. The closet stuff in here, this bill works with Canada's criminal code. So they're creating these rules in line to harmonize them with Canada's criminal code. I'm so okay with giving, that because of the child porn they're stuff. Gi- right? Exactly. I'm not, I'm not unhappy with it. I mean, the thing I'm unhappy with is it's some some you could say it's largely performative. And I did say that because Canada's criminal code covers all of this stuff. For whatever reason, we're too fucking lazy to actually employ the law when it comes to this thing, because everybody's like, oh, it's the Internet. You can't. But in Canada, to find out who the person is. But it's based on precedent, though. So it, it, it is and it isn't, because when we think about or talk about what people are allowed to consume, right? Specifically at any point in time, it goes back to the same concept of who's in your bedroom in Canada. Should the government be allowed to to at any, no. any capacity no. be allowed to tell? Well, they are. They are. That's they what they're doing be. now. No, but you like this bill. And here's the thing. This is what this bill does because it's so heavy on protecting children, protecting children from online harms, all mm-hmm. of them bullying, hate speech, cutting, telling a kid to go hurt himself, all that stuff, sexual exploitation of a child, all of it, that there's nothing anybody on the other side of that equation who wasn't involved in crafting this bill, meaning this is a liberal bill. This is what the right, the crazy alt-right and the conservative movement have been living off of for the past several years, right? What's like, you got to protect kids. They use it for everything from like, uh, you know, the LGBTQ acceptance and inclusion. It's definitely part of the playbook. They use kids for everything. So this is so heavy on protecting kids and very fair to families and actually very fair to your privacy. It opens the door to a litany of complaints, which could be Fugazi or not. But... There's no one complaining about this bill. There's nobody Good. in Good. this country that is complaining about this bill with the exception of one person. PP. The Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by factcheck.io. Factcheck.io, makers of the world's most comprehensive fact-checking software. 
that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact check anything that you read. It doesn't matter if it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information so that you can give yourself agency over information in the age of disinformation. Again, want to beta test their product? They're going to launch it in the next month or two. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K dot I-O. Back to the show. Pierre Polyev doesn't like it. Uh, today, he rinsed his entire enough? Twitter account of a ton of tweets. And now he's not even tweeting on his own. He's just putting out press releases. He's in trouble for something. Some something's coming. So his response, the honorable, I use that term loosely, Pierre Polyev, leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, the official opposition, released the following statement. Common sense conservatives believe that we should criminalize and enforce laws against sexually victimizing a child or re-victimizing a survivor online, bullying child online, including inducing a harm to child themselves or in inciting violence, criminal bans on intimate contact and communicated without consent, including deep fakes, must be enforced and expanded. We believe that these serious acts must be criminalized, investigated by police, tried in a court of law, punished with jail, not pushed to new bureaucracy that does nothing that prevents crime. We do not believe that this government would be banning opinions, contradict prime minister's radical ideology. There he calls him a radical ideologue. Common sense conservatives will protect our kids and punish criminals. Let me explain something to you, you stupid fucking idiot. Pierre Polyev, let me explain something to you. In this online harms bill, there are terms of imprisonment for up to life in prison. Yeah, there are five-year minimums. As, as, as politicians, we've learned that even if they are saying it, Dude, you say they're not, and everybody will believe. Bill. Yeah, it's fucking under, like the disingenuous yeah. approach. He agrees with everything in that bill and can't say it. Said it in the thing, and so he's like, he we just think says, people should go to jail. Guess what? The entire criminal code provision of the online harms bill says... Not only will you go to jail for a very long time if we catch you distributing, taking part in, exploiting a child in any capacity online, if you encourage genocide with this bill, dude, you can go to jail for fucking life. Hmm. This bill has fucking big time, big boy jail teeth. So for him to say that and to ride the coattails of this bill like he's some kind of hero. It's just more of the same bullshit from that dude. Yeah. This is a good bill. They both need to both protect sides kids do it. in every capacity. The, you know what? You know what, stop. though? I will say this. The the liberals need a win right now. So they I think this is a this is a product of where they are in the polls, if 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 we're being honest. Mm -hmm. Because um they desperately need to start doing things like this and having some common sense. And and getting some stuff that actually might work out there because if they don't, they're they're in trouble. Like and, they're and, not and, gonna. It, it doesn't look like they're gonna um, make Justin step aside, which they should. Because I I think if they I put him out in front, they're gonna. I don't lose. give a fuck about any of those people. I don't care about the political party. I don't care about the liberals. I don't care about the conservatives. I don't care about any of them. Here's what I care about, and this is what every Canadian should care about today. You should just be grateful. That over the past, I don't know how many years, where everybody was using your children as props in a culture war, you should be grateful that we are going to have an, an online harms bill that has teeth that it's will good news. deal with that. It's good news. Country. I'm glad. I'm yes. glad you broke it down like that for me because, um, because I am susceptible to information, uh, the wrong information when it comes to me about the liberals. I know, dude. All you, know you have and, to do is you, tell me that they it. did something wrong, and I'll like, damn it! I, I can tell you they did something right, and you'd be like, oh, that's a mistake. They, it's they, probably they, a lie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but you said something earlier that's very true. Think about this. Two years ago, we got this bill, and it was garbage. It, it was, was garbage. Bad. To this government's credit. I, I remember how worried you were. Very concerned because they were like, we're going to fucking police every single online news outlet. We're and all we thought you, was that the bigger you. companies were just going to shut down anybody that competed. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This puts the onus on them, all of them, to report accurately, to not incite hate, violence, because that open ended stick of stochastic terrorism that we like to kind of throw those words around here when it comes to information in this online ecosystem 
That's considered hate speech. There's a lot of shit that is considered hate speech that has been allowed to exist, that has fomented for a long period of time, that has continued to scare individuals. And this is going to deal with that, too. It's not just about kids. It's the meat of it is about kids. But this is about, hey, listen, uh, we're going to harmonize the online world with the real world. So if you feel like mm. walking up to somebody and calling them some kind of unbelievable race baiting name, or if you feel like you, you should walk up to someone from the Middle East and make a joke about genocide or make a joke about them online, or if you think that you can get away with that after this bill comes into effect, no, uh-uh, not, not a chance. And I'll tell you something, as someone that values free speech, free responsible speech, what they're doing away with is hate speech, where it prevents the opportunity to foment and turn into violence against a lot of that is already covered especially children like this the liberals are kind of doing a bit of what you were blaming pp for there are avenues um legally that you can take to have somebody um dealt with that is that is online that that is that's clearly hate speech we have laws against it in canada Uh already uh-huh. It's it's not a bad thing that they're you know that they're revisiting it with this bill C sixty three, but but it it already exists to a certain extent. Yeah. So they all do it, Dean. Oh, I, 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 I don't. Anyway, disagree. we can move on. I, I believe I, like, I said it was largely performative, right? We'll just yeah, start yeah. This whole thing, but I like it because it's got to come to an end at some point. Like I said, right. they need a win. They need a win right now because yeah, they're getting buried. Um. Real quick, pivot. Are you watching? By the way, did you watch Saturday Night Live this last week with Shane Gillis? I did. I got a quick Shane Gillis story for you. Maybe one of the all-time great Saturday Night Lives. One of the most okay, really awesome, okay. We haven't had a Saturday chance to talk about it because oh I was one. I was going to ask you, did you enjoy it? Because it. it's very splintered. Yeah, loved it. I loved it because it was awkward and it was real, right? It, Shane Gillis yeah. was a writer for Saturday Night Live. Was on a podcast, uh, Jay and Shane Secret Podcast, I believe it was called. Uh, where they were talking about Chinatown, and Shane Gillis went in and uh, used the CH slur for Chinese people. Um, and they were mocking Chinese food, yeah, back in 2019. So he gets fired from Saturday Night Live, gets a job, that thing gets unearthed, gets fired, then comes back and he hosts like a hero, right? Like he was just this, this conquering hero. But he brought out the R word a bunch of times because he talks about his Down syndrome niece, I believe, or nephew, niece or nephew. He's relative. got a niece. Yeah. Yeah, 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 who's got Down syndrome. And he plays into those tropes quite a bit. Which is fascinating to me because a lot of people he's got, got a couple really of uncomfortable. What's he's that? got a he's got a couple of Down syndrome bits that are really really funny. Like yeah, because he 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 has an appreciation for um f- for for them because he's he's got he's got them in his family right they're yeah. they're in his family. I guess his family opened up a coffee shop that hires Down syndrome adults, and he's got a hilarious bit about that. Which if you didn't watch Saturday Night Live, it's the, the Saturday Night Live bit's actually a little bit different than the bit that I originally heard, uh, but it's based on it. So he he did pull from some from some of his best dubs for the monologue on Saturday. Yeah, he did. Um, recycled some stuff from his stand up, which, by the way, if you go and watch it on Netflix, it's very very funny. Very funny. Yeah, I think he's yeah, great. His special is very funny. Yeah, I guess he's got another one call uh, coming called Tires. Grant was telling me about it this morning on the locker room. So I I'll tell you the story quickly. So. I guess word got out that Shane Gillis was on Saturday Night Live. He was going to host. And he admitted on a couple of podcasts that he was really nervous because he's like, dude, like, I am this guy. And they asked me to come be on the show and be that guy. But I'm not sure what I should do for my monologue. So word got around that, you know, within the the, the comedic co- community, and Louis C.K. sends him out and says, I, you know, listen, we'll get on the phone. I'll give you some advice. And Shane's like, I'm totally getting on the phone with Louis C.K. to get his advice about the monologue. I mean, did Louis C.K. Louis jerk C. K. off on the phone? He did, didn't no, he? No, 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 no. Okay. Louis C.K. was canceled. And then shortly after that was also a host on yeah. Saturday Night Live. So yeah. he's like, I'm going to get advice from the great, the legendary, probably one of the best comics in the world, Louis C.K. gets on the Who phone. Who lived with my life, right? He went through what I went through first. Louis C.K. gets on the phone with him, and and they're talking. And Louis is like, "Listen, don't change who you are. Be yourself. Do your content, 
And he said, I would lean heavily on your past material, the stuff that really works. Take that up, grab bits and pieces from that and build your monologue from that. And Shane pauses and goes, hold on, but you didn't do that. And Louis CK goes, yeah, but I am like a hundred times better comic than you. Because <laughs> Louis went wrong. on and I don't remember, I don't remember anything specific from it, but I do remember tuning in and it was all about animals. Like it was really, yeah. it was funny as hell. Yeah. But it was all about animals, like giraffes and yeah, yeah. dog and what dogs are thinking, and it was like way out there. But it was well, dude, brilliant. He, he he hosted it. If you remember, Louis C.K. hosted it. Where and I remember him breaking through that wall where he talked about like he was making jokes about pedophiles and how much they must really really like kids to like be okay with getting caught that much. And I remember yeah. thinking to myself, <laughs> like. Uh, I don't know. Wow. I'm uncomfortable with this. I don't know. If, like going uh, hard in the paint. So hard you did you paint. watch any of the 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 skits? Oh yeah, dude. I watched them all. I watched the entire uh, Saturday Night Live thing. It's the first time in 20 years skits. I've watched all this, and yeah, there yeah. was some really tough skits too. <laughs> you know the one that made me laugh the hardest was this uh, betting app where you could bet on that... uh, you could bet on anything, and then now they had a new feature where you could bet on how long it would take for people on betting apps to lose it all. You could. But you could bet on how how your degenerate gambling buddy was gonna was gonna go down. <laughs> yeah. Which, is by he the gonna way, lose his house? Yeah, yeah. Is, is he, he gonna, gonna quit his job and have to move out of the state? Is his wife gonna bang the neighbor? Uh, you know, I'll take the over on that. Yeah, I think he will. Ha! <laughs> ah, brilliant. Is the wife gonna have sex with the best friend of the guy who's a gambling degenerate because his best friend isn't a gambling degenerate? Yeah, I might. That was the parlay. Yeah. <laughs> I never watch the skits. I watch the monologue and then I watch a uh, weekend update. And I'm, and, and if there's an artist, I even know, Yeah. my God, how bad was that musical artist? I don't even know who it was. To be I honest. don't even know who it was. 21 humans or 21 donkeys no or something. No I didn't watch it. I just, when they, when he introduced the band, I'm 21 like, okay. swords. I don't know what PVR. it is. Dude, I PVR'd it. It's like, here's the band. I'm like, no, not more. But I stopped. I watched it. Listen for a minute going, who like, who's buying not this? Not me. Anyway. I didn't buy it. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Um, And speaking of Netflix, speaking of handicapped people in comedy, the one thing I want to bring up, I started watching this show on Netflix. And I don't know if I'm a bad person for loving it as much as I do. Yeah, you are. Well, I'm a bad person for a million other reasons, but I don't know if it's just because of the, the television that I watch. But I started watching this show called Love on the Spectrum. You see, I show? don't get it. You keep wanting me to watch this show, and I can't. I've tried. I can't I get can't. off it. You really? What is wrong with you? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with the people that are making this show? I can't decide if I'm enjoying it. For bad reasons, or do you really think they're making fun reason. of them? I don't think they I are. I think know. they're generally trying to shed light on like know. nice stories. Is, I isn't thought that, that they is? were too. Like you start this show, Love on the Spectrum. In case you're new, it's a show that originated in Australia where they put people who suffer from autism, uh, which is the spectrum, the autism spectrum part of Love. Do you on know the how spectrum. many people I know that watch this show? Like it's so beautiful and it's. So so gnarly at the same time. Let me take you through it. Okay. So not all the not people watch this show. on this. Yes, you are. You have to. No, I'm never going to watch it. You, well, you're going to because I'm I'm going to pique your interest here. Everybody's going to watch it. This is going to be a big love on the spectrum. What are we watching kind of promo no, here today? It's not. Yes, it is. I'm doing it right now. i got right The now. Walking Dead to watch. An American so Idol. I'm not watching that. You don't want to watch any of that stuff. You want to watch this. You want to watch Love on the Spectrum. So they have these autistic people that want to find love, right? And autistic people are the cutest. Very cute, unemotional, very specific about certain things. Brutally honest, which I love. Brutally honest. Like, there's this one episode where this dude named Sabad is talking to his mom, and she's like, We hope you find love, Sabad. He goes, Are you done talking? Can you shut up now? And I'm like, ah, That's the best. These guys are awesome. They don't say the word. Um, but the mystery of the show doesn't sit in watching different levels of people with different abilities yeah find love when you wonder how they're going to do it to begin with sure that's interesting right knowing that you've got people that have 
everything from autism to Down syndrome to Williams syndrome that are trying to date. They're put in this situation with these cameras and stuff like yeah. that. It's great. It's cute. It's awesome. There's some beautiful stories like David and Abby. They're such a nice story. But it's the way that they couch it and the long pauses in the shots. Like when David and Abby met in the first episode, and I was all in at this point. Abby's like uh, hard driving. She likes animals, so they go to the zoo. He likes animals. They meet at the zoo. And it's the way they introduce David. They're like, this is David. He loves going to the zoo and being in a car wash. And then they. <laughs> I love the car wash. And then they close in on his face and he's just stunned. Like that, you know, where it's like the long pauses. Car after someone's awesome. Sometimes I go through a couple of times. No, but he's so obsessed. He likes to stay in them. That's the point. And then they'll introduce someone else and say, this is John. He loves the fall and staring at the end of a pencil. And you're like, hmm. I don't know if I should be watching this. I'm pretty sure they're mocking Sean. Fine. Oh, this is Shelly. She enjoys crochet and walking around with her finger on her forehead. And you're like, so here's the problem is you're cynical. You're, yes. You shouldn't be watching this show. They're they're trying to do something nice here. Dude, I'm not you, the only one. It is a massive topic. If you go on Reddit, you can't love on the Spectrum Reddit. Have you been on Reddit? Going to a no, I'm love not. I'm not going to go on the Reddit page. I don't it's, watch the show. You have to watch the show. I'm and not going to go gonna. on the Reddit page and you can see like millions of people going. Are they mocking those people? I'm not sure if I should be watching this, but I they're can't. not. They're not. <laughs> That's their lives. Right. Donnie really loves the car wash or Johnny or what? It, David. I would go through the car wash, wash with David. Let him drive, and I have a couple of drinks. That's a full afternoon. It's not allowed to drive. Anyway, then they have people that they bring on the show for specific dates with other clients or you know people on the spectrum that are that are characters on the show. And in some cases, oh, it's going to sound bad. And I know everybody likes love, and I'm struggling with it. In some cases, I'm wondering if are they functional enough to be on the show? Like there are some people oh. where you're like, I don't know. Like, are they too, you know, uh, I don't know how to say it. Are they, too, are they, are they capable and are they functional? And, uh, too outside it? of the, uh, of the spectrum. Sure. That's a nice way yeah. to say it, I guess. And, and in some cases I can actually tell, you, no, no, I, I don't believe this person should be on the show. Like I don't. And, and again, that's the mystery of the show. And it creates so much heat. Is it just an Australian version of it? No, or is there an a, American version? Okay. Start in Australia. There's two seasons of the American version. My and wife and kids watch. They got to watch. watch. Yeah, dude, ask their opinion. I need to know because I need they to know if it. I'm watching it for the right reasons or not. Because if I'm not watching it for the right reasons, I can't watch it anymore. My my Probably still my daughters love the the romance stories. So they, cute. They, so they that's why they watch it. So they watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or whatever. Mm -hmm. They love those the the romance shows. This is so. very romantic. Very so cute. that's why they very that's why realistic. they like very authentic. Everybody, you, you get nothing but authentic stuff from people with uh, on the spectrum, right? They're just who they are. There's no pretense. They don't think about what other people are thinking of them. They're just, you know, well, they're analytical. Nice. I think it's probably yeah. meant to be nice. You're just a, is, you're just is. a cynical. No, I'm not. I'm yeah, I do. You, you are. There's something there. I know I'm not you the are. only person. No, it's a big topic of conversation. You're watching it for the awkwardness. You've admitted that to me numerous times that you. You get off on the awkward side of this stuff. That's why I'm trying to figure out what the purpose of the show is. I'm trying to figure out what I sent you that. that interview that Jimmy did with the guitar player from Cheap Trick. Yeah. Rick Nielsen. One where, of the worst interviews I've ever listened to in my life and loved every you second You loved of it. it. <laughs> That's you. And you'd yeah. love the idea. Whereas there were some people that have told me they couldn't listen to because it was so awkward. Yeah. Like you feel Rick embarrassed was just a jerk right out of the gates. And Jimmy hung in there and tried to make something out of it. But this is what I'm, this is my, if you dilemma. want, send me a note, I'll send you the link to that, to that interview. And you can listen to it. If you enjoy. I've listened to it. I don't need to hear it again. Like I've got another example. Go ahead. Jimmy yesterday 
the other day, I can't remember now. I'm so confused by time. He days, he so volunteered. He volunteered to uh-huh. do a cold plunge for the Edmonton firefighters rooftop camp out for muscular dystrophy. They've got a guy that's in the department that does these cold plunges. He's not here this year. He's out of the country. So Jimmy volunteers and goes, I'll do it. And, and everyone's like, you don't need to. And he's like, no, I'll do it. And so he said, he was going to go jump in there for, for 60 seconds. Okay. And I, I said to him, I said, if we're doing this, we're doing this today. Cause I'm not going to promote this and then have you back out. And he goes, okay. So that was the only pressure I put on him. And he goes, yeah. I'll do it. So Monday comes around when we're going to the camp out to join them, to promote this charity drive that they're, that they're doing. And it's minus 25 minus with the wind chill, even colder. They put the cold plunge out there and the boys throw him in and Jimmy was in there. We, we counted how long. We, we cut the, the the video out and then calculated how long. He was in there for 10 seconds. And he screamed and made a noise that no human being should make. And he everyone sounded was like laughing. It sounded like a death rattle. I watched the video today after you sent it to me. I'm like, it sounds like a death rattle. I remember my grandmother dying. And I'm like, it's a very similar sound to a death rattle. So anyway, I enjoyed it. I found it quite entertaining, as did a lot of people. But there was I got a couple of notes from people on social media. Thought it was and mean. they were like, why would you do that? To and I'm like, I didn't do anything. Jimmy volunteered. Why do I always? But they were so upset by what he went through for 10 seconds yeah. that they couldn't watch it. Didn't realize he had put on that fuchsia speedo by himself and decided he wanted to do it. And he really enjoys what he does. And he knows it's content. Everybody's like, that's too mean. This is my point with love on the spectrum, dude. You nailed it. Great analogy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, you shouldn't be watching that. I'm like, hey, listen, I'll watch what I want. I just want to know if I'm a bad person because of what I'm enjoying here. And what am and, I and think, like are these guys putting think, in some mockery Easter eggs for us and no here's, the spectrum? Or here's am I just an asshole. I'll tell you, question? this is what you wanting to watch the show doesn't make you a bad person. Anybody that chooses to watch that show, that doesn't make you a bad person. I think you thinking there's potentially them that that producers are making fun of these people, that makes you a bad person. Because you're enjoying that aspect of it. I didn't say I enjoyed it. I said I want to know why I enjoy it. Is this supposed to be cute or am I just that a makes dick? you a bad person? Because <laughs> it's in the interpretation, right? You're like, yeah. You start laughing in certain spots and you're like, I don't think I should be See, that makes you a bad person. Okay, we have another test. Do you have that video? I want, when you play it, you know how you have the screen sometimes where the two of us are still on the screen when the video is playing? Yep. This is John Stewart from The Daily Show. He does, he's back. I think this is the third episode of him, his return to The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. And there's a segment that he does to wrap up the show that a lot of people are talking about. And I I said to you, I want I want to see if you can watch this without and, and get your reaction. I want I want to see your reaction to this. This is John Stewart's monologue at the end of the Daily Show yesterday, last night, I believe. Monday, yeah. Talking about the loss of their family pet. Dipper. Dipper. Uh, you And what's the pur- purpose of this? You want me to see if I'm a bad person at the end of this? Well, I already know you're a bad reaction? person. I just, I just want to see. I just want, yeah. All right. I, know, I, I know you're a good guy. Great. Here's okay. my thought on this. If you can't, well, if you don't cry watching this, yeah, I'm a bad person. You're okay, dead, that's, okay, that's you're the purpose inside. of this. All right, let's watch John Stewart on his dead dog dipper. I might be. I don't know. We'll figure it I out. I wanted to tell you a, a little bit of a story. Um, about 12 years ago, maybe 13 years ago, uh, my kids wanted to raise a little money for an animal shelter uh, down in, in New York City. It's an in, incredible animal haven is the name of it. They do incredible work. It's a no-kill shelter for uh, cats and dogs. And uh, so, yeah, they, please, they're, they're amazing. So they were little, six, seven years old. So we uh, uh, baked a couple of cupcakes and uh, rolled on down to Animal Haven and set up a little uh, table right outside and, and put the cupcakes out. And as a little extra incentive, uh, they brought out this one-ish-year-old brindle pit bull uh, who... Uh, 
had hit, hit my car in Brooklyn and lost his right leg. I thought I'd get further. <laughs> um, so it was a perfect idea. They put the dog in my lap and uh, we left that day feeling really good that we'd helped this great organization. And we also left with this, this one-ish year old Brindle Pitbull. We called him Tipper. And uh, in a world of good boys, he was the best. Um, he used to come to the Daily Show every day. He was part of the OG Daily Show dog crew. Parker, Quali, Dipper, Riot, they were, they were the OGs in the office. Um, and they were, Dipper would wait, and we'd come and take the show, and Dipper would wait for me uh, to be done. And uh, he met actors and authors and presidents and kings, and he did, he did what the Taliban could not do, which is put a scare into Malala Yousafzai. <laughs> Um, Dipper passed away yesterday. He was ready. He was tired. But I wasn't. And the family, we were all together, thank goodness, we were all with him. But boy, my wish for you is one day you find that dog, that one dog. It just is the best. Here's your moment to sit. Who's got your ball there? Where's your ball? Get your ball. I was watching that on the show today and I just about couldn't couldn't do a break. I have a dog and uh and he's pretty young. He's We he's, see his balls every single show. He's uh yeah. flayed out behind you on the couch. And I literally I like him more than every human being I know. You know why? Is cuz they they love you. Right? They don't yeah. you know you could leave for 5 minutes I can't. and come back. Imagine and you see him again. He's like, you've been gone like all day, dude. I can't. You can go out and take the garbage out for 30 seconds. Come back in. That beautiful boy is like, I can't believe you're back. It's so awesome. It's and so you know funny. what the other thing about dogs is? <clears throat> Very emotional. You got me. Totally cried. Turns out I'm not an asshole. That was the extra. Well, I, I, I knew you'd appreciate that because I know yeah. you always put the nice, cute videos up. You love dogs. You love yeah. dog videos. You yeah. always put them up. Yeah, yeah. I love them. I love yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And you know why I love them? Because they're not like us in those capacities, right? Like dogs, there's no game. It's just yeah. I'm happy to see her. I'm not. I'm hungry. I'm not. There's no, you know, you don't have to guess with an animal. And you know how grateful, you know, dogs teach you gratefulness, gratefulness, yeah. because you could leave them alone all day and they're still happy to see you. They don't yeah. they say, why didn't you spend any time with me? You take them for a walk and they're just happy to be on a leash, happy to just be there, right? And having a dog teaches you gratefulness, teaches you patience, teaches you to live out of yourself. And here's the fucking really sad part is you set yourself up for misery when you buy one, right? Yeah. When you have a pet, especially a dog. Cats, I could care less. The cat could die and you'd be like, I haven't seen it. Well, and you know what? That video, I was watching the John Stewart video this morning and I was thinking about, we made fun of a, we didn't make fun of him, but I just remember when it happened. Um, and it wasn't even this place. It was the last place I worked at. There was a guy there that had a cat and his cat passed away. And he took a couple of days off, like three or four days. <laughs> off. And we were, and again, 
it was a topic of a conversation, not around him, but it was a topic yeah. of conversation. But I, I am going to be not around. A wreck. Him. <laughs> I'm going to be a wreck. Kingston goes. Oh, yeah. Just uh, you will not see me for for a couple of days. For yeah, sure. I, I totally get that with dogs. But when a cat goes, you're like, well, how are you sad, dude? Like, <laughs> I had dogs when I was a kid, and this is our first dog my wife and I have had together, and we've been together since '94. And I lost my, uh, when I left, I left my dog and I thought he was mine. Um, but I left my dog and he disappeared. We think the foxes or the coyotes dragged him out into the woods, but he was, he was massive. He was a, he was a golden lab and, uh, I, I named him Curtis Lowe. And, um, and I've thought about it. Not very often do people give dogs a first and last name. Congratulations. That's the first well, I've heard of it. Kingston's got a first and middle name. It's a little weird. Kingston Clarence. It's still weird. Yeah. Just nah. Anyway. Because he's not uh, going like, to get ID at any point in time. We didn't have a we you. didn't have a pet when the girls were growing up. Yeah. And then when they left, um, we we got Kingston. And so and, and zero regrets, man. I, yeah, I there love he is. having yeah. There he is. I'll use the other way around. We can't see his taint. His dog taint this uh, journey. He's waiting to go for a walk. He's like, what's going on, old man? Get him out. Thanks for doing this. Good to see you. That was a good one today, brother. Yeah, that was fun. We'll talk to you soon. Lachlan Cross, 957 Cruise FM in Edmonton. is where you can get a hold of him, at Lachlan Cross on Twitter. (sighs) That video from Jon Stewart broke me up. Hard to concentrate seeing another man cry over a dog. Huh? That'll get every dude. Other dudes crying gets a dude. A dude crying about a dog always gets a dude. Anyway, uh, thank you all. Appreciate it. I uh, really appreciate the fact you stopped by and joined us today for the show. We're brought to you, as always, by our friends at CanTorque. CanTorque makes rugged, hardworking torque wrenches. Uh, unparalleled expertise for 20 years. Every solution under one roof. Reliability you can trust. They make torque wrenches, torque tools. The best in the world. Uh, what businesses, what are you in? What industrial application do you need a torque wrench that they don't make a bolting solution for? Call them and they'll find out because they've got everything online, all their products, services, absolutely everything. They want to be your one-stop shop and destination for all your bolting needs, saving you time, effort, and hassle. Brand new website, new podcast as well. Go to cantorque.com. For more information today, we're brought to you as well by Muse on the Mic, the podcast. Emily and Riley have a podcast, owners of Muse Massage Spa, 1290 Finch Avenue West, downtown Toronto. And uh, these girls are funny. They're smart. They're sexologists. They're educators and owners of the finest massage house in the entire country. Uh, So make sure you visit them online, musemassagespa.com, and learn about sex work and be advocates and join them for an educational journey on their very funny and greasy sometimes podcast called Muse on the Mic, anywhere you get your fine podcasts, including Patreon for the uncensored version, Muse on the Mic on Twitter, Google, Spotify, anywhere you get your fine podcasts. And of course, Muse Massage Spa, $20 off all 45-minute sessions, everybody. Hey, Toronto, they're here for you. MuseMassageSpa.com. Men and ladies, everyone's welcome. And of course, brought to you by factcheck.io. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. I don't know why I have a problem with that. There's only K's in fact check, no C's, just the one C for check, not the second one. Factcheck.io wants you to believe in what you read. They want to be able to arm you with the information that you can take through your day in every conversation. They want you to know that they're your partner when it comes to social media bombings and lies that you read when it comes to disinformation. And you need to be easily able to fact check things that you read. Doesn't matter where they come from. You want to be able to point that finger when someone tells you something that isn't true, shows you a video that is false or misrepresents a picture or in real time. The Shazam of fact-checking is coming, and they want you to be the beta test team. So go to factcheck.io and sign up today. Join their beta team, F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. Sign up for the beta test. All you have to do is leave your email address if you're interested in checking out how fact-check works. It is coming soon. Prototype is done. Played with it the other day. It's bananas. It's a disinformation killer for news, online information, and, of course, social media. Uh, so check them out today. Team of really smart people came up with this, not me. So you know it works. Go to factcheck.
Io today. Have a great day, everybody. Appreciate you being part of the program. Thanks to Lachlan for being here. Everything we do is at Cryer Media, YouTube, Cryer Media, also Dean Blundell show on YouTube as well. You can check it out anywhere you get your stuff. CryerMedia.co, Cryer.co. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we we the perfect perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on the Dean Blundell Blundell Network or on our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Because democracy democracy is something something you do. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast. But we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better... Check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com and listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.